Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. May I have your attention, please? Welcome back to Irish Illustrated International. I'm your host, JP McGrath, joined as ever by Len Clark. And Len, this really felt like the symbolic start to Notre Dame's 2021 season as the Irish overcome Purdue 27-13 in South Bend. Not perfect, but the most consistent and complete performance on both sides of the ball yesterday, just in time for Notre Dame's toughest stretch of the season, starting next week in Chicago at Soldier Field against the Wisconsin Badgers. Len, what impressed you most in this one? I think it was the intensity of the Fighting Irish. It's been lacking the past couple of ball games, but they came out, really elevated their intensity, even with some adversity. It was a game time decision that uh, Carmody was not going to play, but they really had a defensive scheme that attacked the Purdue quarterback, eventually knocking him out. But they really neutralized George Karloftis, and he really wasn't a factor in the ball game. Uh, Notre Dame offensively had to rely on some big plays, but hopefully those big plays will ignite the offense and have something to build upon. But each week is a work in progress. And right now, Notre Dame undefeated. So we know that the, the, the progress is working. Yeah, let's start with that defense. You know, the Marcus Freeman defense is, is here, finally. Most of the game, I thought they were excellent um, holding a pass-happy Purdue team with some offensive weapons to one, touch, one passing touchdown. Uh, and the tone was set. The intensity was set on that first play. Hamilton tipping the ball, I thought, well, could have had an inception straight ahead. And you kind of felt that this this was, this was the start. This was the intensity was there right from the start. And they bended a few times, but no play longer than 10 yards in the first half. And holding Purdue to four of 16 or third downs is extremely impressive for a unit that has given up those big plays, four 60-yard-plus plays in the last two games. I thought the defensive line was excellent as usual. Myron Tungavailo and Mosa, my standout performer again, only a half second. One and a half tackles for loss, but a factor as always. And J.D. Bertrand, Len, this is a guy that if Maris Leofeld doesn't go down injured, he might not even be, be starting. Another 12 tackles today. He's so fast and so physical. And yet it was great to see this, this, this defensive front turn up today. Yeah, a total defensive effort. Some little weaknesses on the corner that Purdue was exploiting, but I, I really think a big key defensively was that sack by Myron that uh, the first time I've seen him really celebrate on the field, especially with the adversity he's been going through with the death of his father. Uh, he's a captain and, and really showing that team leadership. And that's really been a big difference, but they applied pressure all afternoon. And you talked about that first play that really set the tone. I thought it was going to be a pick six and that just kind of set the tone for the day. But J.D. Bertrand, 12 tackles to lead Notre Dame, three straight games that he has led the Fighting Irish, 34 total on the year. As you said, here's a guy who might not have even been starting if it wasn't for the injuries. And so you always need to take an opportunity if it's presented to you, that next man mentality. 
you know, that's that personifies it right there. But just a great afternoon defensively. They will need to use that as motivation to pre prepare for another Big Ten team next week in Chicago with Wisconsin Badgers. Yeah, and that's going to be a physical game. And and, and you just mentioned the corners there. I think they did have a they had a tougher game. You know, David Bell, who's an exceptional wide receiver, of course, went down injured, had that sort of one beat where he beat Cam Hart and then Cam Hart did get beat at the end for the Milton Wright touchdown. Um, but he then he had a he had a reprieve. He had the tip to, to DJ Brown uh, for that game icing interception. And another note on the defense, we spoke about it this week. The Purdue time of possession was 34 minutes and 11 seconds compared to Notre Dame's 25 minutes and 49 seconds. We have said, especially in that Florida State game, the Irish defense looked fatigued, it looked gashed towards the end of the game. They finished it extremely strong. Carl Hammerson with an interception, highlighting his Heisman season. I'm, I'm putting it out there now. Carl Hammerson for the Heisman. I'm getting ahead of myself. But And then also that that DJ Brown um, interception. So it was excellent to see the Notre Dame defense finish the game strong. That's what we wanted to see this weekend. Good point, JP. And really, it goes back, I think, to that Sunday night game where you had a short week to prepare for Toledo. You know, most people would say it's only a couple of hours, but it really, that does make a difference. And that could have been leading to the fatigue factor. Uh, but uh, now Notre Dame has a whole week to prepare for the Wisconsin Badgers. We know that they have something to, to, to write upon. And, 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 and that's something that they're really going to, you know, really to employ this week. It, basically, this is a visitor's game for Notre Dame, but now it's, uh, it's really a home game because they're playing almost in their backyard. Yeah, definitely. And I don't, I don't have the numbers in, in front of me at the moment, but it felt in parts a lot like last year. A lot of two tight end sets um, that we saw uh, Notre Dame use effectively on, uh, yesterday, whether that was to offset um, uh, George Kailathis, who, who I thought the offensive line did a, did a good job especially because they're in a lot of one-on-one -on -one situations against them. And the four-man fronts, you know, we've seen in the past two days a lot of three-man fronts used by Marcus Freeman, felt for the majority of this game in a four-man front, and it was very consistent throughout. All right. Uh, you know, we don't give enough credit to the coaches because the players are the ones who are executing, but we know this battle was fought in the war room. Tommy Reese did a nice job of just countering everything that Purdue defensively threw at his offense. And then Marcus Freeman came in with that strategy, and so – it was a game where not only are the players getting better, but I think the coaches, especially on defense, is Marcus Freeman, you know, really coming in and people buying into the system and then making the adjustments as needed. And then Tom Reese called a great game yesterday. So kudos to the coaches. And of course, Brian Kelly getting his 105th victory for the Fighting Irish, tiring the all-time record with Newt Rockney. The 26-game home game streak continues, the longest in the nation. So you know, a lot of intangibles that you can really build upon. And so, yeah, even though the first couple of games have been tough, now if you take a look and put some of those stats out there, it makes it even sound even better that Notre Dame is doing great this year. But a win is a win. Winning is tough. Winning next week is going to be tougher. But they've got a lot to build upon. And right now, everybody is buying into the system. Getting everybody on the same frequency is key. Yeah, and you just spoke about um, Tommy Reese there. I, I feel like you can really see the development in the offensive identity of this team with Jack Cohn as the signal caller. I thought Jack had another very solid performance. They're looking to push the ball down the field, and they did it to varying success yesterday. I thought Jack Cohn overshot a few of those, especially to Kevin Austin, who unfortunately couldn't get it going. But he also had some great throws. That tight window throw to Kyron for the touchdown, the deep ball to Davis was perfectly placed. He should have had a third, but Braden Lindsay dropped it in the end zone. And one thing I noticed is um, I don't see Jack Cohn miss on any out routes. I think that's his throw. Every oh, time, he's a solid field side boundary, player. it is on, perfectly placed. 
and uh, also his pocket presence. It just shows that you don't need to be the most athletic dude back there. I think his footwork's great. His eyes are down the field. He steps up. He steps out when necessary. We saw it with the Maya touchdown, and we saw it again this weekend. Yeah, well, Cohen played a great game. Uh, one thing that we saw, Purdue put the pressure on him. He was sacked a few times yesterday, but also he got out of the pocket. So he did show some mobility. Notre Dame did employ the platoon system at quarterback. Tyler Buckner coming on a couple of series. Interesting note that Buckner did not play in the second half, or if he did, he only played in one series because he went out with a tightened hamstring trying to protect him. So that was a Dillardon fault. But you mentioned the wide receivers dropping the football. That was the thing that I think Notre Dame is really going to have to concentrate on. That was only the mental mistakes that they made. They did not cough up the football, but they did have a lot of drops, and you're not going to be able to do that and win in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. And we spoke before the podcast, Michael Mayer's human, only only one catch from five yards today. And and the number one, uh, well, in my opinion, number one wide receiver, Kevin Austin, struggling. But that's when you've got guys like Avery Davis stepped up massively yesterday. Five catches, 120 yards and a touchdown. Of course, that's 62-yard touchdown, great route. Chris Tyree and Kyra Williams, the one of them both on there, catching the ball. Uh, I think six receptions and 77 yards collectively. Of course, Kyrie and getting that rushing touchdown, that looks straight out of last year. Uh, shout out freshman Joe Orr, looking like Quentin Nelson. And um, yeah, fantastic. It was great to see those two on the field. Chris top in to get to top speed um, is really impressive. But yeah, we saw a little bit of Tyler Buck on the field. I think he's going to be Boyd heading into that revenge game next in Chicago. Well, the running game, it was the big plays that got the stats up. You know, it was the best game that Kyron Williams has played all year, running the ball and even catching out of the backfield, you know, had that big touchdown catch to kind of spark Notre Dame as well. But they're, they're still going to need to establish the run, and that's going to be hard to do against a very good Wisconsin defense. But uh, big plays, and you've got to take advantage of that, but still a work in progress. Uh, hopefully those big plays will build some confidence with the offensive line that broke open a hole for Kyron Williams to get through. Uh, 52 yards. It's always great to have that, but still even Kyron mentions, it's like, Hey, it was great for me, but we still need to get better. And uh, so that's what you do. Just evaluate the tape today, find out what you can do to get better. And let's hope that the other team makes some mistakes and uh, let them beat themselves. And so that's the nature of college football. As we've talked about, you know, most of these games are played in the war room. And we pretty much know what the, the score is going to be. It's just that human element of making mistakes and dropping a ball here or there. And uh, the people who execute are the ones who are going to win the game. Yeah. And um, of course, the running game actually needs, needs a strong offensive line. And of course, it's been a, an area, an area of, um, of, of contest for, for Notre Dame fans. But I thought it showed improvement today. Um, of course, giving up four sacks, but this is a group that's had three starting left tackles in three games. It's going to happen. It's going to take some time for them to build some continuity. One thing I will know, eight, pe- eight penalties for 61 yards, most of those coming on full starts. Can't have that next week in what's going to be a close and physical game against the Wisconsin Badgers. Yeah, I mentioned about the mistakes, but you know, a little controversy going into the game yesterday where the Purdue drum was not brought into the stadium, and I thought that might have been used as a motivator for Purdue. It could have been, uh, especially if uh, Purdue won that ball game, but uh, the drum was still there. It was located out by the baseball field, if you're familiar with the Notre Dame campus. And, you know, it's unfortunate the band wasn't in there because that's part of the, the pageantry of college football in the United States. Something kind of uh, different for a European audience, you know, marching bands, if you will, which is such an integral part of the, the game day experience. But 
uh, Purdue's band was there, the Golden Girl, the Silver Twins. And so it was still a great afternoon. And uh, winning is the key. And so Notre Dame goes to 3-0. and Gets a little bit tougher now. So, JB, uh, JP, your thoughts right now, what Notre Dame needs to do to prepare for Wisconsin. I think there's going to be the – this is a game next week that's going to be won in the trenches. It's going to be low scoring. It's going to be physical. Hopefully we can get Michael Carboni back or – if, if not, the offensive line is going to have, I think there's going to be a lot of two tight end sets next week, a lot of 12 and 13 personnel, I think, to, to try and get that run game going and try and build that rhythm back again with Cone and his receivers. Uh, it, it was close today, uh, yesterday, I should say. In, our, in some areas, uh, it excelled. In some areas, he just couldn't find it. Uh, but yeah, that's what I think. If, if Cone can connect on a few of those balls, to, those boundary shots to Kevin Austin, then if Ray Glens can catch that, it's there. There is a team in here. It's taken some time, these first two games, to weed it out. I think in this stretch, we're really going to see what this Notre Dame team is about. So let's talk about that storyline against Wisconsin. One, Jack Cohn playing against his former team. And now, I think there have been Notre Dame, well, Florida State, Dylan Gibbons played against, but never a quarterback. So this is going to be historical from a Notre Dame standpoint. It will be interesting to see how Jack Cohn will handle that. Let's hope he doesn't have a flashback to being a Badger and throw it to a red jersey. Uh, but then the opportunity for Brian Kelly to break the all-time record and uh, winning on the road. So that that uh, you know, that's going to be a big weekend for the Fighting Irish. So some great storylines set up, and we'll have more to talk about next week. Definitely. And it was it was great uh, seeing the Irish win back, the, or win the Shillady Trophy. So a shout-out to yep, our it Irish. Never it never left. It never left, left. but re- retaining it, I should say, after seven years. But, yeah, looking forward to that one. Unfortunately, I was supposed to be at the game, but COVID-19 has uh, has has prevented that, but I'll be watching the Irish at home. Looking forward to that one, Len. We'll speak again on Thursday, previewing that well, Wisconsin one thing Before we go, talk to your, the audience in Europe about the trophies. Yeah. yeah. You know, Notre Dame has all of the trophies still, and they've had it for quite some time. The Shillelagh Trophy on the line yesterday between Notre Dame and Purdue. So it's never left Notre Dame. And uh, I don't know when Purdue's back on the schedule, so – They'll be able to shine that in the trophy room for quite some time. <laughs> definitely, definitely, Len. Well, listen, great to speak from you. We'll be back again on Thursday, uh, previewing the Wisconsin game, and then we'll have the review up next weekend. He's Len Clark. I've been JP McGrath. As always, go Irish. Podcast Network.